Are you kidding me? Cheers, buddy. Almost Are you looking at cheers a microphone. Almost made a grave error. Took the sip without toasting you first. Yours is a lot darker than mine. It's the toasted coconut and caramel color. Mm. You don't do a lot of ice. It's great for kidney stones. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome in. Um, have you gotten any? update from alicia on her podcast <laughs> um she came in hot with a, a, a rather threat good almost. it was a good show name though i really liked it what was the name hot girls buffering <laughs> what does it mean well you know buffering is like yeah it's loading yeah or you just it freezes where it's trying to buffer yeah so and she's you know, calling her and her host, I assume, is also a girl. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. Just three so. of them. Hot girls buffering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's going to give me so much crap. It's just I don't understand it. I'm not like, I'm not crapping on it. I promise. I just didn't uh, read too much into it. Because she, she was throwing so much at me. Like, she's called me over the past couple of days asking about interfaces and, and, uh, they went to Guitar Center looking for stuff, microphones, all that crap. So, yeah, it's so funny because she'll come at me, come at me with like asking me all these questions, and then she's like, "Yeah, okay, well, thanks for all the help. Um, our podcast is going to be better than yours." And that's how she ends it. And I'm like, "Yeah, but that's that's just Alicia." That yeah, I, I know like it's just Alicia. Yeah, and I would never take offense over anything she's ever said. But I'm like, then don't ask me all of this, all this information that I just gave you over the past half hour. And then fire shots at me on the way out. Yeah. All right, douches. And then she hangs up. (laughs) But no. No, I think they're, uh, they should be going up. I think they just ordered an interface. So I would guess within the next couple days, they may get together and start doing it. Do you think they'll only do the audio first and then move up to video? Or has she said? They haven't, she hasn't talked about YouTube at all. So I'm assuming just podcast. Mm. She doesn't want to step up. To our level, you know, she's nervous about it. Right. Newcomer. Yeah. I think she's got cold feet. She doesn't want to, you know, go right after. You know, it's like when uh, you you get into the NBA in the late 2000s, you don't want to go right after Michael Jordan. And you want to get your feet wet. Yeah. Before you take out the uh, top dog. Right. Like LeBron. uh, That's right. That story you told me Wednesday night. Can you can you just give the people an update at home if yeah. they're not aware? So, uh, after the All-Star game this past weekend, it, literally almost every year, after the finals are over and after the All-Star game, someone asked LeBron, is this the last year? What are you going to do? All that kind of stuff. Well, the question came up, does he want a farewell tour? Which is, if you don't know, like when Kobe Bryant announced his retirement, his last year, called it a farewell tour, where every city he went to and played they basically had a tribute saying, thank you for all you've done for the NBA. Uh, swap jerseys with like with probably the best player in the other team. They'll swap 
so they asked LeBron this, and he says, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm, you know, his quote was, I'm not good at taking compliments. Makes him uncomfortable. And, I mean, the world went ablaze with how idiotic that sounded coming from him, the self-proclaimed king of the NBA. So everyone I listened to, J.J. Redick, even Stephen A. Smith I watched just because he was talking about it. They're just all like, obviously he's going to have a farewell tour and obviously he is going to be the center of attention for the entire year, like he always usually is. So I just, I texted you right away and I was like, I cannot wait to talk to you about this in person because this cracked me up. It's going to be Taylor Swift at Chiefs game level obnoxious, but I think to a factor of 10 Mm -hmm. because this will be every damn city. And you know when he goes to Cleveland or goes to Miami, He's an alumni, oh, yeah. so won him a championship. They're going to go over the top with it, but yeah, just to. I wouldn't be surprised if he came out with a uh, with a cape and a crown, you know, right at at every game. Yeah. Now you watch. I'm not even kidding. I wouldn't be surprised if he came out with a cape at some point. Well, and he wouldn't have to wear a t-shirt with King James on it because it is tattooed on his body. <laughs> but he's not good at taking compliments. No. <laughs> Such a douche. What a douche. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> so everybody's been talking about that lately. Um, can we, since we're on the topic of that all-star game, can we just briefly rest there for a moment? Yeah, please. I, w- I wasn't planning on it, but I ended up watching the entirety of it. I did not watch the East versus West game. That is on the same level of NFL uh, <laughs> pro game when they play flag Bowl. football. I could care less. Mm-hmm. I couldn't care less. I watched all of the three-point competition, all of the dunk competition. Three-point competition was pretty much what it is every year. Um, and even at the outset of it, before anyone had shot, made the first shot, they were kind of saying, like, Lillard is going to probably take this home. Mm-hmm. And was he the defending champ? Do you know? I don't remember who He's won, won last it before year. because they said that he has. I don't remember who won last year. I don't think I paid attention to the All-Star Weekend last year. It might have been Carl Anthony Towns. I think he might have won last year. That's not the tall center. Mm-hmm. It is the tall From center. the Timberwolves? Okay. I th- Man, I think he won last year. I'm pretty sure. Because I think two years ago was Steph. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He was busy throwing down on women this year. Yeah. And everybody was surprised. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, there is an NBA three-point line is closer. So she was shooting from NBA three-point line and only lost by two shots. But shooting with smaller ball. Yes. Yeah. 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 What's not? Whatever. What's not? So what are your... The the three-point competition was actually pretty cool. I don't know if you saw the court. It wasn't Sprite, but it's a mm-hmm. new soda company that I'm not familiar with. The entire floor was the green and yellow color scheme of this soda. It was new this year, that LED court. Yeah, it really was. It was cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Um, the dunk contest, I got to tell you, was just boring. It has been boring since, like, 2012. And really the most exciting part of it was hearing... Uh, I'm not sure which of the announcers it was, just absolutely dunk on 
pun intended, <laughs> on the judging panel of how bad of a job they were doing. Yeah. And it was so egregious. I'm sure you have seen clips of at least some of the dunks. The crowd was actually booing them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when, it was uh, that bad. When Jalen Brown did the dunk, the uh, jumped over the man sitting in a chair and then covered his eyes after he landed. He was supposed to do it when he jumped. <laughs> I heard someone say, I don't know if you remember this, Blake Griffin, probably, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was, he was in a dunk contest and dominated. They said, and he jumped over it. He literally jumped over a car in the dunk contest. And he goes, how do we how do we go from Blake Griffin jumping over a Kia Altima to Jalen Brown jumping over a man sitting in a chair like 10 years later? He goes, that's not innovation. Yeah. And then the dunk right before that, what's his name, Mac, uh, whatever, who won, jumped over Shaquille O'Neal. Dude's seven foot one. And Jalen Brown jumped over a guy sitting in a chair. It's just, they're not good anymore. Hasn't been good for a long time. The guy that ended up winning it, it was either the first or the second dunk that he did. <clears throat> he had someone throw him the ball as he, like, jumped, spun around where his back was against the net. So he catches the ball in midair, then throws the ball up, re-catches it, and then dunks it behind him. Mm -hmm. And the judges give him, like, 46s. It was insane. Mm -hmm. And the only the only justification for it was that he didn't nail it the first time. But, yeah, the dunk contest just left a lot to be desired. It was kind of dumb, too, that uh, I think the Hispanic guy from the Heat and then... Um, the white guy that ended up being him and the white guy at the end. I don't remember uh, anyone's names, but um, like they were putting on jerseys. It was This is in commemoration of so-and-so. Mm -hmm. -so. I'm like, folks, we're not unveiling a new library here. You know, <laughs> we're not dedicating a book. This is a dunk contest. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's like before <laughs> I jump over to this guy, I just want to take a moment to... Bring awareness. To bring awareness to so-and-so the, the so vague person, yeah. And then does one of the worst dunks in the dunk contest. And then the the pulling out, it was like a WWE match where you like just randomly pulling strangers out of the crowd <laughs> and onto the court. <laughs> his, uh, his, his, uh, He's wearing his brother's shoes. <laughs> and it, the teammate that came out, what's his name? Uh, Whatever his name is. He's like the star of the Celtics right now. Comes out in this giant... Weird like fur coat. Yeah, weird looking. Looks so dumb. And they missed it, I think, three or four times before he finally got the dunk. The whole thing sucked. Which, so what I did last night, this brings you me to what I did last night. Last night, you know, got home, poured a drink, the stiff one, and I watched the 1998 All-Star Game, which was Kobe Bryant's first All-Star Game. 17, wait, so he came into the league at 17 years old. He was 19 years old when he started in his first All-Star game. He was He's still, to this day, the youngest All-Star in the history of the game. And, dude, just I took notes just on how cool it was. I think you would particularly enjoy watching some of these old All-Star games. Uh, so, in the beginning of the game, when they're interviewing Kobe Bryant, basically, Kobe Bryant came into the league as the next Michael Jordan to compete and become Michael Jordan. And he was very, very out front saying he's going to take over and be the next Michael Jordan. So there, the whole game was between, there was interviewers interviewing MJ when he was on the bench and then Kobe on the bench. And uh, in the beginning of the game, Jack Nicholson inter interrupts one of the 
one of the uh, interviews and gets Kobe to sign a basketball for him. It just cracked me up, man. It was just like so 90s, the whole vibe that was there. Um, but the night before the All-Star game, MJ had 101 fever and still came out the next day in an All-Star game, which is what we talked about how like it's not competitive anymore and that's everybody's complaint now. Like, I want to just show you some of the clips from this game. I mean, it was a tight game the entire time. That So then this morning, I watched the 2003 All-Star game, which was Kobe's... I think he's he played in every single one. So he's it was at the end of his... of the Lakers' three-peat, basically. And it went into double overtime. Like, it was sick. Michael Jordan hit <clears throat> the last shot to go into overtime, and then... Kobe Bryant got fouled on a three-point shot in the first overtime, and he hit two free throws out of three to send him in the second overtime. So, like, back then, dude, it was sick. It was the best of the best playing some of the best games ever. So, dude, it was it was just really fun watching. And then Muhammad Ali was in the crowd in the 1998 All-Star game. <laughs> it was like showing all these stars. It was just cool, like, bringing back those memories of when I fell in love with the NBA. I think it's because then basketball was the most important part of the whole deal. I mm-hmm. felt like this weekend or this last weekend, basketball was not the most important. Mm-hmm. It was the thing bringing everyone together, but it was like fashions more important or yeah. um, causes or, um, you know, man versus woman. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, Mm-hmm. Left a lot to be desired, but um. yeah, I think you would enjoy watching some of the older ones because it. Kobe Bryant said it too, even back then. He said the All Star Game should be the best of the bet. It should be the five on five best players on planet Earth playing a pickup game, and that's what it was back in the day. Yeah, they were all competitive, you know. Right now, it's just everybody stands around. Whoever gets the ball first figures out some sort of crazy dunk or shoots it from half court, and that's it. So I really enjoyed watching him. It reminded me of like the, the golden era of the NBA. Yeah. You know, like seeing Michael Jordan play was just cool. Yeah, that is cool. So I miss it. I wish it would come back, but it's not. It's not going to come back. Yeah. Not anytime soon. No. All right. I noticed the comics on your mm. radio vinyl player over there. Yeah. I still don't know the outcome of this. So how did you do? So I got them in. They sent in six comics. Three of them were cracked when they came back. They ship them horribly. They stacked all six of them on top of each other. Put the a, cases were cracked. Yeah. Put a rubber band around them and then bubble wrapped them. So three and the three most expensive ones were the ones that got cracked. Of course. Yeah. So the two first issue ones and then issue two. But one of the issues, one of the first issues, I got a nine point eight which is very good. That's like a $300 comic. The other one I got a 9.2, and then the rest were 9.6 and 9.8. So they were good. Good grades. Was the 9.2 the damage to the spine you were talking about? Yes. Yeah. That's the one I got from that douche who took a month to ship it. Yeah. That was annoying. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'll probably just sit on it. But I had to send the other three back. So I just shipped them off again today mm-hmm. for them to fix it. I, I wrote them a scathing email, though. Good. Someone needs to tell him. Nicholas, he had to bend his ear for a little <laughs> bit. And, and uh, so sorry, guy. Hear but, ye, hear ye. Yeah. I was pissed, man. 
because Tim was here when I opened them and started pulling them out. One of them, the whole top of the frame was cracked and a piece was off of it. Like I could touch the comic. Yeah. I was like, this is just unacceptable. I paid 30 bucks per comic. So it was like 180 bucks total. It was insane. Yeah. But those are fine and they look really good, man. Comics in cases is just, it's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You still have one, right? I do. From the from the cabin. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Didn't you like offer him half of what they had and they were like, yeah, we'll take it. I didn't even offer anything. He offered that. Wow. So what was it listed? What did he have it for? <clears throat> it like was 100? at 120, I believe. And he said, let me look and see what eBay's showing right now. I Maybe it's because that's just the first place people go when they're trying to buy something like that. It's eBay? Like, well, on eBay, yeah. it's selling for this. Can you match this? So he was just going to get ahead of me. I wasn't going to go there. I just yeah. wanted to know how much it was. Yeah. He's like, uh, well, I could do it for 70 That's crazy. Sure. <laughs> he did the haggling for you. Yeah. <laughs> Which it makes sense because, one, how many people are coming in looking for that exact issue and is going to pay a graded price like that? And two, uh, you're not going to get, like they list it for more in-store on purpose because it more than likely people coming on vacation, they'll spend that money because they see it in stores. But if you're asking for it specifically, he was probably, yeah, like you said, he was probably getting ahead of it. Yeah. Or he had been there for so long, he was just ready to get rid of it. Um, I just got a buzzing. Is it still there? Yeah. Think it's a bad cable? Mess with your cable a little bit. Well, I just unplugged mine and it wasn't. Anything? No. Strange buzzing. Yeah. Let me unplug and plug back in. Now it's buzzing really loud. Now it's gone. Interesting. So it's yours, but I'll keep an eye on it. Okay. See, this let is why I keep headphones in Let now. me know if it happens again. I learned from the Patrick episode, and I feel really bad about it. And that would be annoying. Yeah. He's just answering <laughs> answering a billion questions to nothing. So, not sure Why? We're now at 73 subscribers. Heck yeah. I think we were under 50 at the start of the year, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we've like almost 41. We've I almost think. doubled in the last eight weeks. Yeah. For whatever reason, Pat's episode and Zach's epi- second episode are now over 900 views. Patrick's episode has 21 upvotes. Wow. Um, I think it's the beard. Some someone's liking it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, going up like almost every day when we check. There's like a new subscriber, a uh, couple comments on there. Did you see the person that commented said "nice soles" or something? Nice soles. On no. Her shoe, I think on his. He must have been talking about her shoes. Nice, nice soul or amazing soles, guys, or something like that. Oh uh, yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone understands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're doing that. We're doing shorts now. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about that. Which so what's, uh, you've got five of those under your belt now? Yeah. It's been five you've done. Yeah. Five, yeah, five, four or five. Yeah. You did the Disney movie, um, the one about us giving our clothes to our girlfriends, um, the Pokemon, the... Tim's uh, greetings. Tim's greetings, and then... Uh, 500s versus 
turbos right, versus something else. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's buzzing again. I may switch out your cable. It's buzzing again. Oh, it's gone now. It's the cable's gone. It's gotta back. be the cable. Let me know if it does it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got we did five so far. So it's been it's been pretty fun. It's fun putting those together. I I laugh really hard putting those together. Yeah, the editing has been great. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of fun getting getting used to it and experience. <laughs> what I need to start doing now is like when we're recording, take notes on what would be a good short and stuff. Because I can't just go back, you know, two and a half hours and listen and find something. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice if our episodes were a bit more timestamp friendly. Yeah, it's just. I don't think we do a terrible job at it, but we do bounce around. It's because we don't do lot. like planned anymore. Yeah. You know, we just kind of shoot from the hip. So it's tough to follow. Yeah. I don't feel like the structured, actually, our attempts to structure it didn't go as well as just shooting from the hip. Yeah. Not that I think either one's really going that well, but <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, it's been two weeks. We missed two weeks. So, a lot has happened in two weeks. Yeah. Um be honest, I've just been drowning in work over the week. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had COVID blowing through the office, which is always fun, but I think I've escaped it. I'm knocking on all the wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, one of the things that's been kind of hard this week is, uh, or the last couple of weeks, I would say, Ace is wrapping up his basketball season, and uh, this is his senior year, so this is it. And it's been the last couple of games have been playoff games. So if they lose, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. So each time it's been a thing of this could potentially be the his last game. The last game. Mm-hmm. You've been going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to go to each one. Um, I wasn't able to go the one last Friday because it was at five and it was in Peachtree City and I just couldn't. There was no way I could get out there in time. Where Where are they at in the playoffs now? I think uh, they've got a game tomorrow, and I think it's the fourth game of the playoffs, and there's only Dang. four teams left. Oh, so it's Final Four. So, so he wins, it's going to the championship. Yeah, and they're not hopeful about tomorrow. There's really? the team because they have to. They're fourth seed, so they have to play number one and then two and three play, and they've played one twice this season, and it's been just not even close. Dang. These guys are like a whole different. They should be in a different league. Mm-hmm. We had teams like that when we were playing in basketball. There was always one or two. You were like, what are you doing here? You know, you're just blowing everybody out. Yeah, we had that. Our senior year, we were we were pretty much that team. It was nice. It's nice when you're that team and not playing that team. Yeah. Did you ever have anyone that could dunk? Uh, so, me, Bryant... And I don't know if anybody else could. We could in a game with the adrenaline going fast break. You could, but not like, not really. Okay. No. They've got three kids that can dunk. Ace is not one of them. He's close. Mm-hmm. Um, They've got this one kid that's a junior. He's white. It is like five, eight, five, nine. Mm-hmm. Short dude. 
Jesse, his vertical is the most insane thing I've ever seen. When he jumps, it almost, it like messes with your head. Like, is he really <laughs> jumping that high? Yeah. But uh, this past game that I was at, he had a fast break. And uh, the guy could have fouled him to stop it. And he just, he was enough ahead of him. Ace's teammate was enough ahead of the guy on the other team that the other team uh, just didn't even try. But mm-hmm. fast break, and he just slammed it down. Dang. The crowd was going insane, man. Mm-hmm. Even the other, the other, uh, the fans from the other team, like, all right, we got to start guarding him. He's got hops. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's uh, it's really cool to see um, high schoolers be able to do stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, because I don't yeah. remember there was no one in my class that could dunk a basketball. No, really, the only people came out of your class that played were AJ and Tyler. And they were, they were shorter than me. So they could jump. Tyler could jump, but he couldn't dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's been bittersweet because it's the end, ending of a chapter there. Mm-hmm. And then something, man, that's been uh, unexpected that has kind of hit me weird, too, is I got glasses on Monday. And, Jesse, it is hard for me to overstate the difference of when I put them on, it's like, oh my gosh, I can see like, clearly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but just realizing that my vision has gotten, yeah, <laughs> it's gotten bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, this sucks. But I'm so glad if uh, anyone is having struggles with vision and you're kind of, because I know I did this for two years and I was like, I'll go to the eye doctor eventually. Like, whatever. It's kind of annoying. It is worth it. Yeah. So good. Whether you get contacts or glasses. Um, are you familiar with LASIK surgery at all? Yeah. Do you know how that is done? Um, you, what the process of that is? I know that you're awake and, you know, you're like staring up at it while they do it. Okay. Maybe that's a different procedure. So I was talking to Justin about it because he had it done eight or ten years ago. It's been a while. He said that they put you to sleep, roll your eyes back, make incisions across the backs, back of each of your eye, and shoot a laser into your retina or cornea. It takes like 10 minutes. That sounds horrifying. You wake up, and you cannot see. Like, it's... He said it just looks like your eyes are completely covered with water. Like, you cannot see anything. Yeah. Um, they give you medication that knocks you out. And he said that when you wake up, you can see. Jesus. And that... Uh, He's had it? Yeah, he had it. Uh, he said that his vision was actually so bad that if he didn't have his contacts in, he could not really see. But since then, he's been no contacts, no glasses. He said the only complaint he's had is when he sees street lights at night, there's halos around and car headlights. Mm-hmm. There's just a halo around everything. But other than that, he's not really had any issues. The risk associated with that surgery though, um, cause he initially told me when I walked in his office with the glasses on, he's like, you should, you should do LASIK or get contacts. I'm like, no, I actually want to wear glasses. <laughs> um, but, he told me about the LASIK surgery. 
there's no way. Yeah. If something goes wrong, because, you know, your cornea and your retina is the whole, that's where all the magic happens. (laughs) And if something happens to those, yeah, you're, you're toast. Um, then I think I told you this, but when I was in the nine 11 rabbit hole, those few months last year, the fireman that I read the biography of talked about, um, just in general, it doesn't take very much heat to melt contacts. And so people that are in fires that have, even if you're just not necessarily burned by fires or taken up in the flames, but near it enough that contacts can actually melt in your eyes. So that that was all the evidence I needed to rule out contacts as a <laughs> option for my optical health. <laughs> for the rest, like of I life. will go glasses forever. <laughs> I'm not getting lasers shot into the back of my yeah. uh, eyes while they're being cut open or having contacts melt to me in the event of a fire. I'll just take the glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a smart move. Easily removable. (laughs) Get on with your day. Yeah, I don't have to stick my fingers in my eyes constantly. Yeah. They're not going to slide behind my eyelids. Yeah. Are you one of those people that freaks out with stuff getting in your eye? I know you have that eyelid issue, but are you like... It drives me insane. Yeah. Yeah. It drives me insane. I'm not not like that, but it would freak me out to have like any sort of surgery that had to do with that. And I think my vision's fine. I've never had issues with it. That's great. But I'm afraid to get checked out. Because what if it's not? What if I think it's good and it's not really? You would know. It, be, when you're reading, it, there's one of two things, and it's backwards, where if you're farsighted, you can't see up close, and then vice versa mm-hmm. for being nearsighted. If you're driving down the interstate, there's a sign like half a mile off in the distance. If normally or in the past you'd been able to see that, now you're having a hard time making out what it is. Gotcha. That would tell you, or if you're reading, yeah. and you can like close one of two eyes, and one's blurry, or they're both blurry, that would be the indication. Gotcha. Because I need to get checked out every year with my job anyway, to get like certified and everything. Oh yeah. So I've, but it's not like an in depth. It's like it's a physical. Read this far away. Yeah. I can usually read almost every single one. So then they're like, oh yeah, you're fine. I ate a lot of carrots when I was a kid. No oh, vitamin A is apparently that helps. One of the good things yeah my mom told me the same thing Mm -hmm. when i was having the eye exam done um there's i mean it's that massive contraption that you probably have seen in movies where there's all the lenses that they drop down and um the doctor that was doing the exam i was looking in a mirror on the wall and the letters were behind me and each slide would have four rows and so the top row if you can't see that, there's serious problems. I mean, you're you shouldn't be driving mm-hmm. a vehicle. Second row's fairly easy. Third can be tough, and then fourth, if you got vision problems, there's no way in hell you're mm-hmm. reading it. So uh, he would do each one, and he would say, "All right, which row can you do, or what's th- what's the smallest row you can do?" And man, there were several of them where I would try to do the third row, like not even the smallest one, the one above it. And he'd say, uh, you're close. Mm. Not what you want to hear. Uh, no, yeah, it's not what you want to hear. <laughs> Dang. And they pick letters on purpose that are like shaped and look the same. Lots of P's and B's yeah. and um, W's S and, and Z's. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think this that symbol is going to fall at some point tonight. 
You know that symbol I have on Why that? Why do you think that? Because the angle is not the way it should. It slides. I was playing drums today and it fell down. You were disturbing the piece a little too hard. I mean, can you blame me? No. No. What were you playing? Uh, Green Day. Good for you. Uh, New songs? Yeah. Uh, what sucked is it was all, f- I was literally playing it for the first time and then I was messing everything up and I was getting angry and I was like, relax, this is my first time I'm trying this. Uh, the American Dream and then I played uh, my favorite song on the album, Strange Days Are Here to Stay. Mm. And uh, I got to study it more before I get back behind the kit. What's what's giving you issues? Which part? Uh, it's certain grooves that you think are on hi-hat and snare and everything, and he's actually doing like Tom Works and stuff. It's hard to explain. It's like a groove that you think is on one part of the kit, but it's not. And then sometimes the Tom is hitting instead of the kick. It's a, it's like I really... I've never listened to it yet and focused on the drums. I've only listened to it and focused on guitar. So I need to go back. Mm. But it was the first time I played drums in like a month. Like it's been a while. Uh, first time this year that I put like the real cymbals and took off the noise cancellation stuff on it. So I was getting back used to it again, just playing. Yeah. I bought those new new drum kit, drum kits, drum sticks last week. So I wanted to try those out. I'm sure you've noticed this. Trey Cool, his go-to transition fill for verses to chorus mm. or whatever it may be is always just to do the snare. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And into it again. I've always yeah. liked that about him. That's yeah. been his signature. He was saying in an interview recently, I, I read that he goes, oh, most players, most drummers play too much. They don't play to the song. So he said that's one of the reasons why Ringo is one of his favorite guitar player, drum players because he doesn't overplay. He plays, he serves the song, not serves himself, I think is what he said. Okay. And that, he is like that. That's always, and he is, that's very true. That's always the criticism I hear of Travis Barker, is that he overplaying. overplays. But I think that fits Blink. That is Blink. It's there's He's an the argument complexity for it. that needs to be there. Yes. Yeah. Because the guitars are and the basses are almost oversimplified. Yeah. 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 Even the solos. Travis just plays that way in general, though. It doesn't really matter who yeah. he's collaborating with. Um. Yeah, but it's you weird. know who he is as soon as you hear it. That's right. So I guess, I mean, as a drummer, do you have thoughts on one way or the other? I've never thought S- he... Simple versus complex? I've never thought he overplayed because it was almost like that is what... It's what that... It fits so well. It's almost like the contrast is what brings it to the middle. You know what I mean? Mm. The drums are so over... over. Not, I don't even want to say overplayed. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to put into words, but... I don't want to say the drum, I mean, the guitars and bass are simple, but they're simple compared to... They are simple. Compared to what we listen to and play. Yeah. You can pick up and play a Blink song in a half hour. You can learn the whole thing. Same, Almost same with Green Day. Really, you can learn it in a half hour and be fine. But then the drums puts the complexity that I think the song needs, you know? And I've never heard it as, as a complaint, I guess, by Travis, but... I can see people being like, oh, he plays too much, he overplays. But it's like saying John Mayer overplays. Like, he is, he's a god at the instrument he plays, and I think it fits when he plays, you know? Yeah, I think Travis has the makings of a drum hero, you know? And, like, 
Van Halen would be for a Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. They they're very yeah, you know, so good. colorful and loud and complicated. Mm-hmm. But that's what impresses people. When I l- listened to Blink uh, in high school, it was not the drums I was paying attention to. It was the guitar and the lyrics and just the overall feel of the song. But now when I listen to them, there's so many times where I'm listening to Travis play, mm-hmm. especially their older stuff that I just never really paid much attention to. And now I'm like, man, this is the <laughs> most interesting thing going on in the song. <laughs> and if you took it out and just kind of put bland drums in there, there it wouldn't be special at all. It would be a boring song. I, pro- I would argue they wouldn't be as big as they are. I don't think so. And I think that they pretty much acknowledge that in that <laughs> interview with, uh, mm. what is his name, Zane, Zane Lowe? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, speaking of Trey, we were with Trey last Saturday. Yeah. Not Trey Cool. Yeah. But another cool Trey. He's a pretty cool Trey. Yeah. He's, he is a cool Trey. He's, he's not Trey Cool, but he's a cool Trey. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Trey. He's probably on his way up to the mountains as we speak. Yeah, you don't think he left? Did he? I thought he went yesterday. Oh, did he? Not? I don't know. I thought he. I thought he was like taking. Yeah, because he wasn't here Wednesday, but he was going to be here Sunday. I think they left like Wednesday. Oh, okay. Remember he said something like Good that. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, he needed it. The man deserves a break. Yeah, I agree. Must be nice. We went to Guitar Center in North Druid Hills. I think it's the name of the town mm-hmm. that that's in. In Atlanta. Sure. I'd never been there before. Have you been there? Nope. It was a nice guitar center Pro- overall. I, best guitar center I've been in, which obviously the bar is pretty low. But that store made it look like Guitar Center is doing just fine, honestly. The amount of product they had there and accessible. And I've never seen a platinum room before. I have been in quite... I mean, I've been in the guitar center in, in Times Square. That was a nice guitar center. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a platinum room. Doesn't that sound like a gentleman's club in Atlanta? Yeah. The platinum room? Yeah, we had to wait. We literally had to wait 20 minutes to touch a guitar in that room. Like, oh, we had to get a key. I had to go talk to the manager. They had to ask me which guitar was we wanted to test first just to make sure we were legit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, the ES-335, please. <laughs> and then Trey didn't even grab that. <laughs> Uh, he's like, let me just pick the most expensive bass that's here. Let me try it out. He played that bass for a solid 30 minutes, too. He loved it. I'm glad, man. You can tell he was vibing. That's why we were there. He needs to follow through with that, with that purchase. I really was anticipating on buying a classical gu- guitar that day. Yeah, you kept that under the radar, and I'm very impressed. Yeah, I like doing things you like did that. Not, I, know, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. You take pride in it. He he walks out for the people at home. We are. Uh, I am talking to the guy about trying to get Trey a key to play the bass. Ash disappears for 10, 15 minutes, which we noticed right when you got there. You went right for the nylons. And we're like, I was like, okay, something's going on here. <laughs> so he comes in the room with, <laughs> with, with a bag in his hand full of goodies, a, a gig uh, bag, a gig bag on his back with a guitar inside it. It doesn't say a word. <laughs> What's up, guys? And later I asked him the damage. What did you say? Over $600? 685 Yeah. We're like, what just happened? When you left the room, Trey's like, I think Ash is buying a guitar. <laughs> I was like, I think you're right. He goes, he's been playing that nylon. I think he's <laughs> buying that guitar. He was asking about a gig bag. 
And then you asked me, you were checking on if the guitar fit. So yeah, you uh, surprised us, man. It was a Cordoba. Mm-hmm. Cordoba nylon string classical guitar. They had pretty nice President's Day deals. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about the possibility of there being deals, but it really was a holiday weekend. They do. Guitar Center is one of the few retailers that still does Memorial Day Anything. and President's Day sales. It's like going to a car lot. Anytime there's a holiday, Guitar Center is doing a deal. Yeah. So that guitar ordinarily is six forty nine, and I got it for three ninety nine. Wow. Um, it was a good deal, and it was the thing that drew me to it the most was that it wasn't kind of the run of the mill grain wood grain color. It's like a chocolate color and mm-hmm. kind of gets darker as you go out. And it has the white uh, like trim, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Um, Does it have a gloss finish? No. Does it have a pick? Nothing? Nope. Nice. I no, like that. No. Uh, I like that. That's why I prefer that Taylor over the that Fender. Yeah, no lacquer. Yeah, that's And it. the neck is the same way. Mm. So it feels... Hands um, don't get stuck while you're playing. Really stripped down. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I played six, five or six different nylons, and that was the only one where I was like, yes, this is, this is something I'd want to play all the time. The reason that I kind of got on that was so it's like a chain of events and this is one of the things I love about music I've been really into puzzles probably for what a year now doing jigsaw puzzles and I'm a thousand piece purist don't come at me with 300 pieces now (laughs) as I buy you a 500 piece for Christmas is that one that many pieces Mm -hmm. I will put that together Mm mm-hmm I would have done. I seriously would have done a thousand, but that it's all green. It would have took you a lifetime. So that's why I did five hundred. Yeah, I and I wanted you. you to be able to do it. I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mean that to sly you. I mean it would have take it would take me a lifetime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a puzzle guy. Yeah, yeah. I purchased a Final Fantasy, and I've never played a Final Fantasy game in my life, but it looked really cool. So I purchased it, started putting it together. And I was thinking, it'd be cool to listen to a Final Fantasy soundtrack while I put this puzzle together. Kind of get the the whole experience that I missed out on. And so many of the tracks for the soundtrack, which is worth listening to, even though it's over four hours long, there's several classical guitar tracks on there. And it had that kind of European village sound to it. It'd be pretty cool to learn how to play. And went to YouTube, started pulling up covers. Yeah, I need to. I need mm-hmm. to know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I don't know if you feel this way, but whenever I'm in a situation where I need to kind of play for people, just off the hip, I never really have anything good to play. Dude, I have I have nothing to play. Just I'm not good at that. Good background music or yeah. putting together a random chord progression. Yeah. If everyone if anyone were to say to me, Oh, you've been playing for fifteen whatever it was, ten, fifteen years, oh, play me something. I could I'd I'd play an E chord. I'm not good at that. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm only good at practicing something that I know that I want to learn how to play and learning it and then just playing the song outright. Right. So that is a shortcoming of mine. I also think it hurts us that we don't ever I feel like me and you have been like this. We we don't 
just get together and play. We've never been like that, yeah. you know? So I, I, I need to work on that. I feel like we both do. Um, and we've talked about this before. We struggle with getting inspiration for things outside of the music that we typically listen to, mm. which we already can pretty much play at will. Yeah. Video game music, and I'm going to say the 8-bit big band, Mm-hmm. is uh, one of the contributions that I like to think for this. Video game music, man, is so cool. Mm-hmm. And the different interpretations of it, and just there's a there's a love of that only a fan can bring to something yeah. like that. So that, that motivated me enough to where I've kind of got a fire in me to learn how to do this. Yeah, because you get the Mario book too mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how long this fire lasts, but yeah. Yeah. At least it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you get into it. Yeah. But Saturday was great. Uh hopefully it Trey was so much fun. Trey, you better buy that base. I'm literally looking forward to when he just schedules himself for base. I think we're gonna know. We'll know. Yeah. Also that uh folks, if you're ever in Atlanta, hop dotty. Hop dotty. Dude. Let's talk about the Burger Long restaurant. Island's iced tea that sneak up on you like nobody's business. The $15 ones? Yes. <laughs> who uh, he was going to give to me. <laughs> it, no, they were, those were good. I want to learn how to make a Long Island iced tea. Burgers I just don't, were great. The burgers were good. I had a chicken like sandwich. A chi- like a deluxe chicken sandwich, whatever the heck it was. It was phenomenal. And then the shareable fries. The Parmesan... Gar- Parmesan black truffle mm. fries. There were truffles in that, yeah. Delicious. Yeah. That was a nice spot that we just stumbled upon. Yeah. 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 We'll uh, be back though. It was a good week weekend. Yeah. Nice trip. Yeah. Great to hang out. Yeah. So I took I just took brief notes on just things that happened in between last time we spoke. You tell me what we want to talk about. I do want you to tell me what happened at GameStop on Sunday. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll just do this because it's, <laughs> it's quick. Uh, what did I go? Okay, so I went to GameStop to pick up Mario versus Donkey Kong, the remake for the Switch. Go in. He has, He's like, oh, no, sorry, we're sold out. And he goes, wait, give me a second. He goes, so someone pre-ordered it. The game came out Friday. He said, no one came up to pick up the game. Let me see when he pre-orders. Or how long it's been. He said, he pulled up his the guy's account and said, oh, it's been two days. Oh, you can have it. So I stole somebody's pre-order, first of all, which, typical GameStop. So he ring, pulls up my account, which I have the pro membership, which I, get, I guess I got a year ago, but I still have. And he goes, oh, cool, you have this. Uh, you get $5 off every month. So he goes, oh, you have $5 off and you get pro coverage on the game. It's for free. Don't worry about it. He's like, oh, cool. I guess that's a perk with with uh, the pro membership, whatever it is. So I check out. I leave, and of course, I look at the receipt. I didn't get it for free. He gave me the $5 coupon and then basically was like, oh, that will give you the pro coverage for free. Uh, that asshole. That, but he worded it. Oh, you get way, this for free. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the second time that they have thrown something on my... Bill, without telling me. 
So I am not walk. Mark my words. I am not walking in a GameStop ever again. And I know I'm late to the party, but but screw that company. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, I already got the portal. I don't need to buy anything else. I'm out. It sucked. It still ended up being the coverage was five bucks. I still ended up paying full price for that game. Uh, that that jerk. So I'm over that place. That was the story. Pro coverage. Yeah. He goes, oh, and you'll get it for free. On a cartridge. I yeah. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, anyway. Stupid GameStop. So I just, this is just jotted down. You tell me what jumps out at you. And we'll talk about it. Okay. MetaZoo shut down. Yeah. The Super Bowl has happened since last we spoke. Yep. I saw Navarro's, Navarro's baby for the first time mm-hmm. since last we spoke. I got a new rat at work. Okay. I am getting new rat at work. Went to Hamilton for my wedding anniversary. And then the NBA All-Star game we already talked about. So, well, let's what start, jumps out? Let's start from the end and work our way back. Okay. You and Savannah have been married for three years? Four years. Four years. How? Yeah. I also remember you saying that at our three-year anniversary. Dude. It's been four years. That's like uh, Maverick and Michelle will be married 13 years this year. Four years. It's been four years. Uh, so for our anniversary, we went to see Hamilton live at the Fox Theater, which is gorgeous. Have you been to the Fox? Yeah, I've been uh, three times to see Mannheim Steamroller at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So the whole place is decked out in Christmas oh, that's trees. Cool. It's just real classy. Oh, that's cool. But the ceiling with the stars. Yeah. yeah. The whole place is immaculate. Um yeah, so I went to see that. The do li- something about live music. I know I I am very vocal about it. I don't like concerts. Something about live music. I told my mom this. It gets me emotional. Yes. Do you get that way? Yes. Okay. You do you like choke up almost? Yes, depending on the context. But yeah. Man, every time I go to the symphony orchestra and see like even if it's a movie and concert, and then seeing it's not even an emotional scene or an emotional movie or I'm sorry, an emotional song in Hamilton. I don't know what it is. I I guess I'm appreciative for it. It's like a connection I have to music that I don't have to anything else in my life. Like, literally, I get choked up. And I, like, hide it from Savannah, and she'll see me, and, like, she won't laugh. She'll, like, kind of smirk, but she understands kind of my connection. We'll be watching a movie just in bed, and there's a good song on, kind of, like, emotional to the uh, to the scene, and I'll choke up. It's really strange. So you do get that too? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not alone here. But three or four times I got choked up during that thing. Um, but I, I, lo- I love that. I don't. I know you even haven't seen it, but it's a good play. Um, makes It makes me want to read. I have a book on George Washington that I really want to start reading. And every time I think about Hamilton or like see the show, I want to read it. So I think I'm going to get into it a little bit because it kind of sparks my interest in history. I really like history. So I think I want to do a little more research on that. But that was a good night. Uh, in the tavern. The tavern? Uh, Marlowe's Tavern. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that's like a famous place. I didn't know. It is. Yeah. I, I was like, I talked to my parents too and they were like, oh yeah, Marlowe's Tavern. And I'm like, does everybody know about this place <laughs> but me? <laughs> Dude, it was amazing. Yeah. Delicious food. Yeah. So I will be making that a regular when I go into the city. 
Dude, it's, uh, I mean, I had that experience with uh, Hop Dottie where, look, the food around here is fine. Most of the time, the experience at best is just acceptable. Mm-hmm. You don't eat just food that knocks you off your feet here. Mm-hmm. But Hop Dottie was the first time, I think I told y'all, this is yeah. the best meal I've had in weeks. Yeah, you did say I that. I mean, it, yeah. the food was just really good. Um, I guess you there's still that in Atlanta where you can yeah get a good dining experience. Um, I mean, I had back to back nights. It was I was there Friday and then Saturday with you guys. I said it. I was like, two meals in a row in Atlanta have knocked me off my feet. Yeah, like truly everything at Marlowe's Tavern I had, and I tried everything new. I had my appetizer was uh, asparagus fries, which is fried thin asparagus. They said thin asparagus, and that's what sold me on it. Nice and crispy. And I even dipped it in citrus aioli. I've never had aioli in my life. But I'm telling you, the citrus aioli, Ash, I don't even know what it is. I, I don't dip. You know me. I don't do sauces. Yeah, yeah. I don't do sauces. But the aioli is so <laughs> delicious. How did it feel to be with the 1%? Uh, very good. <laughs> As I was dipping my asparagus fries in citrus aioli, Very I thought good. to myself, this is nice. This is what it's like. <laughs> as I as I rearranged as you exited my, the theater. my cane monocle top hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, amazing. Dude it, dude, it was so good. What was your uh what was your uh entree? Uh good question. It was Listen, I'm a chicken. Was it something chicken. I'm a chicken sandwich guy. You know this about me, but it had like a sauce on it also that I didn't say sauce on the side. This time I was like, you know what? I'll try it. Amazing. And then Savannah had this panini with like artichoke dip or whatever. The panini was so good. Just the bread. Mm-hmm. They had some sort of seasoning on top, dude. It blew my balls off. It was so good. Yeah. And then I had uh Man, there's something came with the sandwich that was like not an oh, uh Parmesan steamed broccoli. Unbelievable. That sounds good. Everything that I had there was so good. I even dude, I pulled the ra- the waiter aside. I was like, dude, everything I've had today has been so good. I loved it. He said, Well, yeah. He was not shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I hear this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, You know you're in Marlowe's tavern, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that really what he said? <laughs> no. no. Okay. I was about no. to say. You know where you are, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed it, but there was a sign in Hop Dottie that said, "Our buns are baked in house daily." Mm-mm. It. Yeah, I could tell. And you could feel it. Yeah. I could tell. Man, uh, it was I, superior bread. I felt. That place when the man was walking around with a Long Island iced tea and said, is this you? Did you guys order this? They had a bar in the middle of the place. Yeah. I didn't notice that walking in. I got it. There are things about Trey I really admire. And one of the things is the man knows what he wants and is just unapologetic Mm -hmm. about it. Within 10 seconds of browsing the menu and his eyes meet Cadillac Wagyu. <laughs> he was like, I'm getting this. Yeah. He puts it down. He's like, waiter. Yeah. As he orders, he's like, I'll have the Cadillac. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah will. you will. That's <laughs> a man that just played a $3,000 bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Get this man the Cadillac. Yeah. 
yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So uh, is this going to be, I feel like you've been, you've been to ASO twice and now this was a different company that put on Hamilton. Yeah. This was just the Fox. Yeah. Is this going to be a thing for you every few months or so? Go to Atlanta and see a show? I think so. Uh, I want to see Star Wars this year mm-hmm. at ASO. Um, next month, they're doing Beetlejuice at the Fox. I want to go see that. My dad has talked about it. I'm thinking about taking my dad. Oh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, he also won tickets t- for a comedian. Uh, won more tickets. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He literally answered. He was caller 27. He said, he said, English Nick, I don't, th-, he goes, I think I'm the only one listening to your program because <laughs> he keeps winning tickets, but he saw, he's seen a comedian. I'm going to tell him he was, he kind of like lightly was like, would you be interested? And he was going to take my mom. Then I went inside. My mom was like, I think you should go see. So I'm probably going to go see that with him in April. I think. Uh, so at the Fox. That is at the Tabernacle. Oh, cool. Okay. Have you been in the Tabernacle? No. That place is gorgeous too. That's mm-hmm. very, very cool place. Uh, so yeah, I think so. I'm trying to, Savannah has been like, she is a city girl. Um, well, even when we first got married, she was very vocal about wanting to explore the city and stuff. And I was always like against it. I, I feel bad now, you know, cause she's always been like that. So I'm like, and I'm telling you, man, when I do it, I love it. My dad is like that too. I talked to him about it. He's never been a city guy over the past, maybe five or so years. He's gone to shows gone to plays and he loves it so i want to get better at that i'm the same way it's even leading up to the guitar center trip last week i was like i gotta go in this damn city Mm -hmm. but then once you're up there it's like yeah i'm glad i Mm -hmm. glad i did this so i noticed it when you ordered a moscow mule at lunch i was like ashton's having a good day i would consider myself a moscow mule um a connoisseur if it's on the menu, I want to see what your offering is. Okay. You know? I also loved, on the way back, I ha- I got I took a Long Island iced tea to go. There's about half, half a cup left. And I turned to, in your defense, I didn't say anything. I turned back to you in the back seat. And prior to this, you had already given me a sip. Yes. So uh, this was the second right. offering. So I turned back to him and just, music's playing and everything. So I show him the drink and he just takes it. In my head, I'm like, hey, do you want a little more? Ashen's head, he says, Jesse's done. That's what so I thought. five minutes go by. The cup was nearly empty. And I was I was toasted at this point. <laughs> I think Trey was getting annoyed, and I felt really bad because I wouldn't shut up. But um, five minutes go by, and I'm like, my cup runneth empty. I'm like, there's no cup in my hand. And I turn back, and I'm, I actually turn to Trey and say, I think Ashton thought I was offering him the rest of my drink, and Ash, and Trey turns around, and Ashton's just going to town on this Long Island iced tea. And Ashton's like, "I thought you were done." I did. So you ended up finishing off the drink, but it was funny because I was like, "Man, I wish I had more of that drink." Oh and you're no! Just in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, the drinks were really good. Anyway, that, that was fun. That Moscow was. Uh, they did good. It was a good drink. Yeah, they did good. Um, so Navarro is a father, and you got to see his baby. I got to meet his baby. Lorenzo. Yeah, um, the baby's adorable. I'm going to try to go see tomorrow. I think I'm, I'm going to go back up. But it's cool seeing, like we talked about it already, seeing your best friend have a baby is pretty cool. 
Mm. Um, so, and I call, I called him on Thursday, man. I told Savannah about this, just like being a fly on the wall during this conversation would have been hilarious. I called him Thursday morning to ask him something. Tuesdays and Thursdays, he's home with the baby. Lucy goes to work (laughs) and he's like, I'm talking to him and he's like, yeah, he just hasn't pooped yet today. I'm kind of worried. He hasn't gone to the bathroom. (laughs) I'm like, why why don't you try that bicycle thing? He's like, what? And I was like, you know, the bicycle, I don't know if people talk about it, but like the bicycle thing, you kick the baby's legs, you know, you wake up in the morning and you start walking around and then you have to go to the bathroom. He goes, oh yeah, I guess so. Let me try it. (laughs) And he goes, oh, he's flexing his legs. He won't let me kick him. And I was like, I don't know, try tickling him. So like I'm on the phone with him trying to teach his baby how to go to the bathroom and try to teach him how to get his baby to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And I was like, I told Savannah, I was like, if you would have just been a fly on the wall to hear this conversation, it was like daddy daycare. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah. I was like telling him like, oh yeah, kick his legs. No, 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 tickle him. You got to loosen him up a little bit. Yeah. It was just freaking great, man. But hearing him, I don't know, just hearing him raise a child is pretty cool. So I got to meet him, hang out with him, held him for a little bit. I had that moment of, you know, like holding your friend's baby. It was cool. Yeah, I had that with Zach when I held Jensen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that was a that was a nice time. But that's about that's about it, man. We haven't had much I haven't had a lot eventful going on over the past two weeks. And why'd your route get changed? Well, okay, so this is a good thing. This is I I have an official route now. So every two years, all the routes get reassigned, like go up for bid. So top to bottom, highest seniority gets a list of all the available routes and everybody signs what they want. So is there like one route that's the dream route that everyone wants or is... Not really. It, it's funny. So when, I get, when you start at UPS, you get put in an area. For my area, it's been Hampton-Jonesboro. If you get lucky, you don't leave that area. So my whole career, I have bounced between four routes. And it, that's very uncommon. So wherever you start, you know, you find the route. And in your head, that's the easiest route. Guys that work in Ellenwood, they have a route. And they're like, this is the easiest route in the building. So it's wherever you start. It's all preference. The route I got got put in about three years ago because it got so heavy. They had to add more routes. Mm. And I didn't bid on it last go around just because I guess I didn't want one yet. And I got lucky this time and it was still available. So I got it. And it's a very good route. Uh, all houses, not no business, like literally two businesses, all residential. I know the area. I know the people. So now I'm like Tuesday through Friday. I know what I'm doing every day. I go in. I know the loader. It, it, so like this is like a next step, I guess, in my progression, you know? Yeah, I feel really good about it. It's there's like a calm now. For six years, I have every morning I go in. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I didn't know that. Six years, I have never known what I'm doing. Whoa. So now, but for the most part, it stayed fairly consistent, right? Yeah, but there's always like, hey, this guy called out in Fayetteville, not Fayetteville, in Ellenwood. We need you to. Take we have route. no drivers left. You're unassigned. We need you to do this uh, route. So once or twice a month, I'm running something I don't know. Mm. So Tuesday through, the route isn't in on Mondays. So Tuesday through Friday, I can sleep in a little bit. I don't have to go in at 745, find out what I'm doing, organize my truck. It's like a, there's like a comfort seniority, there. Seniority, the benefits of seniority there. 
Yes. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So it well, took six that's years. Great news. Yeah, I feel I'm very, very. I have a calm about work. It hasn't kicked in yet. They take like a couple of weeks to like put it in effect, but probably within two or three weeks, I'll like same truck every day, same loader, same route mm. for at least two years. Nice. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Cool. I'm not going to be sent home every, you know, three days a week anymore. No more of that. So like the pay will be consistent. It'll be good. Cool. Yeah. You know more than anybody, like consistency is a good thing. Yes. Know what you're doing every day. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like I got a raise. I wasn't aware of that. What it feels like. And you did get a raise last year. I mean, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's tiered, but you did get yeah. a raise. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this was like a next step towards, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be stressed anymore, basically. I know pretty much when I'm going to get off every day now. It'll be nice. So yeah. I start that in a couple of weeks. Cool. I feel good about it. Yeah. Savannah was worried. She's like, you like going, she almost was okay with me going home once or twice a week because it kept my mental, like, because I don't like work. She was like, I'm worried about you because you're not going to go home a couple days a week. You're not going to get that break. She was worried. I was like, no, listen, I need this. I need to be working every day. I need to know what I'm doing. So it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is going to be an interesting segue. Um, I was watching a documentary on the assassination of Kennedy, and uh, <laughs> and I was uh, in, in a part of it. There was uh, the guy that Oswald that they say shot was the one that shot Kennedy, Lee Harvey. Um, so there was a guy that drove him to work each day, and he was talking about you know this documentary was made. In 2020, 2021, the guy's mm-hmm. almost 90 years old. And uh, he said, you know, you just, you showed up to work, did what you had to do, and then you went home. And, you know, there's like, there's something almost comforting in that. I know that it's weird, but when I heard that, I'm like, you know, man, I just don't feel like, uh, well, I feel like that's the right way to, look at it you know yeah. it's like life's fairly simple you know you show up do what you're paid to do and then and clock out and clock out mm-hmm. yeah yeah um anyway that made me yeah made me think about that yeah the consistency and you know it's less common now but people used to stay at the same place for 40 years and, mm-hmm. um, um there's just something admirable there's a- an admirable element yeah to that kind of worldview you just don't hear much of anymore mm-hmm. so yeah all right, what were the other topics you had? Uh, I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I wish I had um, something more exciting to offer, but... That's all right. We've got uh, we've got the bachelor trip coming up next week for yes. Tim. Yes, yeah, so next week will not be a new episode. Well, we might. We'll have something planned, but we will be in in the cabin this time next week. In Blue Ridge. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Tim tying the knot. <sighs> Jess, it's always good to be be with you in the same room, mm-hmm. and uh, always enjoy this. I always say, you know, we see each other three times a week at this point, and it's still not enough. Yeah. There was a video I was watching uh, yesterday, and it was a 
wife like making jokes about her husband and uh she said something along the lines of and he texts his best friend every day no i mean every day <laughs> they talk more than uh him and i do <laughs> like this could be jesse sounds familiar <laughs> it does sound familiar <laughs> yeah i listen man i that's pretty close yeah yeah um one thing that I don't think that either of us have done that we'll do for the first time this weekend is play at a funeral for a funeral service. Yes. I don't think I've played for a funeral service yet. Um, yes. So I don't want I don't know if saying looking forward to that is the right thing to say, but um, I think it's pretty cool that we were asked to do that. Kind of an honor. So um, mm-hmm. I am for the two of us looking forward to sharing that experience together. Yeah. It'll be kind of cool. Yeah. Obviously not for the family involved, but it'll be cool. Look forward to breaking bread with Pat also. Not at Cracker Barrel. No, we're not going to. Sorry, Pat. We're not going to Cracker Barrel. He'll know by the time this comes out. We haven't. <laughs> we didn't go to Cracker Barrel. We didn't go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> no. Sorry, Pat. Yeah. But, uh, all right, cool, man. Well, yeah, this is a nice short episode. So, yep. got a lot accomplished. Sign it off. Good to catch up. Yeah. And uh and good to be back. See you in the next one. Yeah, man.